Welcome back, listeners, to Sandman Stories Presents, a folklore podcast where I read you to sleep or until the next story. I'm your host, Dustin. Today we are back in the book of Filipino Folklore by Mabel Cook Cole. We will once again be visiting with Aponibolanayan and her brother in the story as told by the Itnek people of northwestern Luzon. This is one wild ride of marriage ceremonies, runaway brides, and nuts that grow on knees. And also there is a warning, there is a murder, but it's nothing too graphic. Okay, let's begin. Aponibolanayan The most beautiful girl in all the world was Aponibolanayan of Nalpangan. Many young men had come to her brother, Aponibalagen, to ask for her hand in marriage, but he had refused them all for he awaited one who possessed great power. Then it happened that the fame of her beauty spread all over the world till it reached even to Adasen, and in that place there lived a man of great power named Gawigawen. Now Gawigawen was a handsome man, and had sought among all the pretty girls, but never, until he heard the great beauty of Aponibolanayan, had he found one whom he wished to wed. Then he determined that she should be his wife, and he begged his mother to help him win her. So Dinawen, the mother of Gawigowen, took her hat, which looked like a sunbeam, and sat out at once for Nalpangan. And when she arrived there, she was greeted by Ibang, the mother of the lovely maiden, who presently began to prepare food for them. She put the pot over the fire, and when the water boiled, she broke up a stick and threw the pieces into the pot, and immediately they became fish. Then she brought basi, a fermented sugarcane drink, in a large jar, and Dinawagen counted the notches in the rim, perceived that the jar had been handed down through nine generations. They ate and drank together, and after they had finished the meal, Dinawagen told Oponibalagen of her son's wishes, and asked if he was willing that his sister should marry Gawikuen. Aponibalagen, who had heard the power of the suitor, at once gave his consent, and Dinawagen departed for home, leaving a cup of gold as an engagement present. Gawigawen was watching at the door of his house for his mother's return, and when she told him of her success, he was so happy that he asked all the people in the town to go with him the next day to Napangan to arrange the amount he must pay for his bride. Now the people of Nalpangan wanted a great price for this girl who was so beautiful, and the men of the two towns debated for a long time before they could come to an agreement. Finally, however, it was decided that Gawikuen should fill the spirit house eighteen times with valuable things, and when he had done this, they were all satisfied and went to the yard where they danced and beat on the copper gongs. All the pretty girls danced their best, and the one who wore big jars around her neck made more noise than the others as she danced, and the jars sang, Kitor, Kitor, Kanitor, Inca, Inca, Incator. But when Apoli Bolanayan, the bride of Goigoen, came out of the house to dance, the sunshine vanished, so beautiful was she, and as she moved about, the river came up into the town, 
and the striped fish bit at her heels. For three months the people remained here, feasting and dancing. And then early one morning, they took a pony Bolanayan to her new home in Adasen. The trail that led from one town to the other had become very beautiful in the meantime. The grass and trees glistened with bright lights, and the waters of the tiny streams dazzled the eyes with their brightness as a pony Bolanayan waded across. When they reached the spring of Gowigawen, they found that it, too, was more beautiful than ever before. Each grain of sand had become a bead, and the place where the women set their jars and they came to dip their water had become a big dish. Then a pony Balagan said to his people, Go tell Gowigawen to bring an old man, for I want to make a spring for a pony bull and ion. So an old man was brought, and Apony Balangan put his head in the ground, and sparkling water came up. And he made his body into a tree to shade his sister when she came to dip water. And the drops of blood as they touched the ground were changed into valuable beads. Even the path from the spring to the house was covered in big plates, and everything was made beautiful for Apony Bolanayan. Now during all this time, Apony Bolanayan had kept her face covered so that she had never seen her husband. For although he was a handsome man, one of the pretty girls who was jealous of the bride had told her that he had three noses, and she was afraid to look at him. After her people had all returned to their homes, she grew very unhappy, and when her mother-in-law commanded her to cook, she had to feel her way around for she would not uncover her face. Finally, she became so sad that she decided to run away. One night, when all were asleep, she used a magical power and changed herself into an oil. Then she slid through the bamboo floor and made her escape without anyone seeing her. On and on she went until she came to the middle of the jungle, and then she met a wild rooster who asked her where she was going. I am running away from my husband, replied Pony Bolanayan, for he has three noses, and I do not want to live with him. Oh, said the rooster, some jealous person must have told you that. Do not believe it. Goigwen is a handsome man, for I have often seen him when he comes here to snare chickens. But Pony Bolanayan paid no heed to the rooster and she went on until she reached a big tree where a monkey perched, and he also asked her where she was going. I am running away from my husband, answered the girl, for he has three noses, and I do not want to live with him. Oh, do not believe that, said the monkey. Someone who told you that must have wanted to marry him for herself, for he is a handsome man. Still, a pony bull and ion went on until she came to the ocean, and then, as she could go no further, she sat down to rest. As she sat there pondering what she should do, a caribou came along, and thinking that she would ride a while, she climbed up on its back. No sooner had she done so than the animal plunged into the water and swam with her until they reached the other side of the great ocean. There they came to a large orange tree, and the carabao told her to eat some of the luscious fruit while he fed on the grass nearby. 
As soon as he had left her, however, he ran straight to his master. Kadayadawan was very much interested and quickly combed his hair and oiled it, put on his striped coat and belt, and went with the carabao to the orange tree. A pony Bolanayan, looking down from her place in the tree, was surprised to see a man coming with her friend the carabao. But as they drew near, she began talking with him, and soon they became acquainted. Before long, Kadayadawan had persuaded the girl to become his wife, and he took her to his home. From that time, every night, his house looked as if it was on fire because of the beauty of his bride. After they had been married for some time, Kadaya Dewan and Aponibolanayan decided to make a ceremony for the spirits. So they called the magic betel nuts and oiled them and said to them, Go to all the towns and invite our relatives to come to the ceremony which we shall make. If they do not want to come, then grow on their knees until they are willing to attend. So the betel nuts started in different directions, and one went to Aponibalagan in Nalpagan and said, Kadayadawan is making a ceremony for the spirits, and I have come to summon you to attend. We cannot go, said Aponibalagan, for we are searching for my sister who is lost. You must come, replied the betel nut, or I shall grow on your knee. Grow on my pig, answered Aponibalagan. So the betel nut went onto the pig's back and grew into a tall tree, and it became so heavy that the pig could not carry it but squealed all the time. Then a pony balagan, seeing that he must obey, said to the betel nut, Get off my pig and we will go. The betel nut got off the pig's back and the people started for the ceremony. When they reached the river, Gawigawen was there waiting to cross, for the magic nuts had forced him to go also. Then Kadayadawan, seeing them, sent more betel nuts to the river, and the people were carried across by the nuts. As soon as they reached the town, the dancing began, and while Gawigawen was dancing with a pony Balanayan, he seized her and put her into his belt. Kadayadawan, who saw this, was so angry that he threw his spear and killed Gawigawen. Then a pony Balanayan escaped and ran into the house, and her husband brought his victim back to life and asked him why he had seized the wife of his host. Gawigawen explained that she was the wife who had been lost, and the people were very much surprised, for they had not recognized her at first. Then all the people discussed what should be done to bring peace between the two men, and it was finally decided that Kadaya Dewan must pay both Aponibolanayan and Gawigawen the price that was first demanded for the beautiful girl. After this was done, all were happy and the guardian spirit of Kadaya Dewan gave them a golden house in which to live. The End Wow, that was a whole Jerry Springer episode. I understand why one woman started the rumor about the ugly husband, but couldn't it have just been solved by taking a look? I don't know about running away from your problems like that. Plus, I liked how Kadaya Dewan 
killed Goigolen for trying to steal his bride, but then immediately brought him back to life. I'm still not entirely sure who Oponyball and Ion went with in the end, but maybe listening back I'll figure it out. And the podcast shout-out is to One Mike Black History. Country Boy Mike has been on the civil rights streak and has covered a whole bunch of people who you think you know, like Rosa Parks, and a few more that you may never have heard of. This podcast is a great year-round black history refresher because black history doesn't only happen in February. And if you like it as much as I do, go give it a listen, a rating, and a review. And the listener shout-out is to Philadelphia, PA, who account for 21% of my listens in the Keystone State. The city of brotherly love and losing professional sports teams was originally inhabited by the Lenape and Delaware tribes. It was also the nation's capital up until Washington, D.C. was built. And I had a great time going through it on my New York trip. I was in NYC, and then I went over to Philadelphia. Beautiful area. Lots of fun. So to my listener in Philly, thank you and good night.